So we're going to move this over. We're going to do a little bit of drawing uh, this morning. And so I hope that uh, hope this is helpful to you. Uh, this is actually an old, uh, what you see here, it's kind of an old way of, of showing the gospel, presenting the gospel to somebody else. And so uh, what we have this is this this big, giant chasm, right? And, and on one side is God. He's the one that's smiling. I don't know if you can see he's smiling. I didn't make the head big enough, but he's smiling over here. And then this is um, you, me on the other side of the chasm and uh, and this person is not happy because they're not close to who they're not close to God and and that is not the place that we want to be um, and, and unfortunately there's this big giant chasm right as the as the presentation goes and, and the the chasm the pit here is uh, is the pit or the chasm of sin and and we can't get over that by ourselves and so what God does is he in his mercy um, he, he sends uh, this bridge, uh, otherwise known as Jesus, for us to walk across and uh, and get to um, the Heavenly Father, right? Get back to God, get connected to God. And so this is a beautiful picture of what God does and his great love for us. We're going to take this picture and, and just kind of do a little bit of a different picture. My hope for showing you this was you could just see it and, and maybe even share that with somebody close to you. But we're going to look at a slightly different uh, example of this uh, as we look at the verses in 1 John chapter 5, really verses 1 through 10, and then, and then just uh, the couple of verses in chapter 2. So um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to rip this one off. And um, the first thing that we see in, uh, in 1 John chapter 5 is that God is light. And so I'm going to uh, put the little uh, light flashes all around God just to draw out that God is light. I want to uh, open it up and just read it for us and begin to think about what that means. First uh, John chapter five, uh, chapter one, verse five says this: "This is the message that we have heard from Him and proclaim to you that God is light and there is no darkness in Him." at all. So just notice this. Um, there's no article there. It doesn't say that God is in the light. It doesn't say that God is a light. It doesn't say that God is the light. It just says God is light. So um, light is somehow part of his character. It's just part of who he is and what he does. So um, if we would say Dave is grumpy, that would mean that I am grumpy. It's part of my character. It's part of who I am and what I'm doing on this particular day. Dave is grumpy in the same way, but in a much more positive way, right? God is light. Uh, it's just part of his character. It's part of who he is. So, so, so what does this mean that God is light? I think it means a lot of different things, but in the context of John, we can really just kind of dial in and say that what it means is that he loves perfectly. He loves perfectly. And so, so I'm going to also draw a little heart um, around our God character, right? He loves perfectly. And here's why I say that. Um, oh, dear. Here, here's why I say that. Uh, because of chapter 2, verses 9 to 11, it says this, Whoever says he is in the light and hates his brother is still in darkness. Whoever loves his brother abides in the light, and in him there is no cause for stumbling. But whoever hates his brother is in the darkness and walks in the darkness and does not know where he is going because the darkness has blinded his eyes. So, so just see what John is doing. He's, he's, he's 
putting the walking in darkness or walking in light, and he's connecting it to loving or hating your brother. So um, if you are in the light, it means that you love others. But just see this, right? It doesn't say that God is in the light. He is actually light, which means that he loves perfectly. He loves purely. He loves totally. He knows nothing but love. And so uh, chapter 1, verse 5 here is really powerful. This is a verse that we love to celebrate, that we love to talk about. We love the idea of God being light, that he loves perfectly, because that means that he loves who? <laughs> Me, and he loves you. And that is incredibly good news for us. God is light, which means that he loves perfectly. Now, um, verse 6, uh, which we're going to look at here in just a minute, I want to draw uh, a little bit more for you here so you can begin to get a feel for this. Um, instead of drawing us on this side of the chasm, we're going to put us right here in the pit. We're going to make the head nice and big for different reasons. <clears throat> we're going to do that. And then we're going to uh, draw some other lines here and just kind of shade this in a little bit. All right, so... Uh, here, here's what it says, and then I'm going to explain it. <clears throat> First John uh, chapter 1, verse 6. If we say we have fellowship with him while we walk in darkness, we lie and do not practice the truth. So here's the deal, right? Um, John is specifically pointing out that some people walk in darkness, which means that there's probably some people that walk in darkness. <laughs> if everybody loved perfectly, if everybody walked in the light, then John wouldn't have to include this verse, right? He wouldn't have to talk about people walking in darkness because nobody would be doing that. So, so this means, right, that's, even though this is uh, stated a little bit positively, um, he, he's talking about people walking in darkness because people walk in darkness. Um, so, so, um, we are in the pit, some people at least, maybe, maybe are in the pit. Some people walk in darkness, which means that we are far from where we want to be. And, and, and the farther that we get, um, the, the darker life is. The farther that we get away from God, um, the, the darker life is. And, and just see what's uh, happening here in, uh, in 1 John 1 verse 6. Um, some people think that being in the pit is okay. So we're going to draw a smile on this guy, right? Um, they think that being in the pit is okay, and we're going to talk more about that in just a second. But, uh, but they are saying, right, that you can have fellowship with God, that you're close to God, um, even if you're in the pit and walking in darkness. And I would just ask you at home, um, is this person close to God right now? See, John is just trying to be brutally honest that if we walk in darkness, if there is darkness in us, if we don't love perfectly, if we don't love other people around us, if we lack love for other people, then we can't be and we won't be and we aren't close to God. We can't have fellowship with him because he is light. And so um, if we're lacking love, then we can't be close to him. Because we're totally different in our character and in our nature. In chapter 1, verse 6, John is just being brutally honest about who we are and our problem. But let me read uh, verses uh, 5 and 6 again. This is the message that we have heard from him and proclaimed to you 
that God is light and in him there is no darkness at all. If we say we have fellowship with him while we walk in darkness, we lie and do not practice the truth. But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another and the blood of Jesus his son cleanses us from all sin. So um, verse seven here is stated positively, but uh, we could also flip it and talk in a negative sense. Uh, just see this, right? When we are in the pit, we are alone. Um, we lack love, um, we hate our brother, and that ends up driving people away, right? Being in the pit, uh, having darkness in us, walking in darkness, uh, lacking love means that, uh, that, that our fellowship, not just with God, but also with others, is going to be broken. It's going to be lost. Um, uh, if we walk in darkness... We're going to be pushing other people away. If we lack love, we're going to, we're going to lose fellowship. We're going to have strained relationships. Um, we're going to have tension because our sin, our darkness, our lack of light is going to push people away. If we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another, and the blood of Jesus, his son, cleanses us from all sin. Verse 8 if we say we have no sin, then we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. I, I want to add uh, one more thing here to, the, to, to this particular picture. I'm going to draw a little house around this guy. You guys know now why I do Jesus and not art, right? So we just drew a house around uh, us in the pit. And, and here's what happens, right? If we, if we, uh, if we say that we have no sin... So in other words, what happens is, um, again, right, if John is pointing this out, it means that it's actually an issue, that some people are actually saying, yeah, I have no sin. In other words, they're saying, no, I'm not living in the pit. No, I'm not living in darkness. No, I, I, I don't lack love for anyone. And John is saying, hey, let's stop fooling ourselves. Let's stop fooling uh, God. Let's stop trying to fool people around us and just stop it, right? And, 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 and stop saying that we have no sin, but this is often what we do, right? We build up a house and we just kind of get comfortable and cozy in the pit. Why would we do that? Why would anyone say that they don't have sin? Uh, a number of reasons, right? We, we don't like to be broken. <laughs> uh, we want to be somewhere else, right? We want to be up here with God, but we recognize that we, we can't be and we, and we aren't and we won't be able to get up there. And so we just sort of set up camp in the pit. Um, we imagine uh, that we can be comfortable in the pit, that we can be comfortable um, far away from God. And so we set up camp. Uh, here's what this looks like. Let me just give you some phrases. Um, uh, it, it might sound like this. When, when we say that we have no sin, it might sound like this. Well, everyone else is doing it, so it can't be that bad. Um, uh, Jesus got angry, so can I. I had a really long week, so that's why I got mad at my wife. Um, my dad yelled at me, so that's why I yelled back. I was in a big hurry, so that's why I blank, blank, blank. Um, I was right, and they weren't listening to me. See, we do this all the time. Instead of calling sin a sin, we make excuses for our sin. We call it a mistake. We call it a, 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 a moral slip, right? I slipped up. We, we, we do this all the time where we don't call sin a sin. 
Now, now just see this. Um, I, I don't want you to get lost when I use these words. Uh, I'm afraid that if I use some of these words, you, you'll, you'll tune me out and you won't pay attention to the rest of the sermon. But, but I just want you to, to track with this and, and not be offended. I'm not trying to offend, but, but I do want to just kind of draw out how prevalent this is in our lives and in this culture. Um, sometimes uh, we don't call sin a sin. I mean, think about it, right? Most of our world doesn't call abortion a sin anymore. Most of our world doesn't call homosexuality a sin anymore. Most of our world doesn't call divorce a sin anymore. Most of our world doesn't call anger a sin anymore. And yet all of these things in scripture are pointed out as sin in the eyes of God. Um, when we say that we have no sin, when we set up camp and just kind of pretend like, oh, this is how life is lived here, then we say that we have no sin and we deceive ourselves and the truth of God is not in us. Next verse, verse eight. If we say that we have no sin, we deceive ourselves. Truth of God is not in us. Verse nine, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. So right here, we, we make this turn, right? All of a sudden, John is uh, offering us some helpful advice. He's been telling us, hey, this is our condition, right? We're far from God. We're not in the light. Uh, we're, we're walking in darkness, and we shouldn't be comfortable. We shouldn't settle there. So what he does is he, he does a really cool thing. He begins to, to tell us, hey, here's what you do with your sin problem. So let me just kind of do this. Uh, we've already got God up here. God is in the light, and that means that he loves perfectly and purely. And we've got us down here. Earlier, we drew a happy face. When we admit our sin, when we confess our sin, here's what's happening, right? We've got this thing going on where it's not so happy. And, uh, and what we're doing, right, is we're looking up to God and we're calling out to him. I don't know how to draw a calling out to him. So these are our words going up to God. We're lifting our eyes up to God. We're pointing our hearts and our minds towards him. And while we live in the darkness, we're saying, uh, this is not right. This is not good. We confess. We admit our sin. We simply say, hey, God, I'm in the pit. I am far from you. And that's not where I want to be. And, and I think that that means for us, we want to make sure that we are people that, that are in God's word on a regular basis so that we can see and identify our sin. Hello, everybody. Sorry about that. Uh, we hope that you're uh, able to jump back on with us uh, where we kind of lost everything. And so we had to reboot the system. So here we are uh, right back uh, where, where we start, started. And, and sorry for the, the difficulty. Um, it is a, an ongoing work in progress. Um, I, hey, I just want to jump in and just share the good news with you, right? Uh, we've been talking about First John, uh, really just verses, uh, chapter 1, verses 5 through 10. And, and, and we're, this is really a picture uh, of chapter 2, verses 1 and following. So uh, what we've got, right, is we've got God is light, and that means that he loves perfectly. He loves unconditionally. It's just who he is. It's what he does. He, it's part of his character that he is light and that he loves perfectly. Uh, John is talking 
talking about people who walk in darkness, right? And so we have to admit and take the time to confess, to admit, right? This is us admitting we're speaking our sin. We're, we're, we're being bold and, and confessing and admitting, hey, I'm in the pit. I am far from you. I walk in darkness, and, and it's not where I want to be, God, right? We, we haven't set up a, a, a tent. We, we don't live here. We're, we're uncomfortable here, and we're admitting it to God. Um, chapter 2, uh, verses one, uh, 1 and 2 really uh, just paints a beautiful picture for us where John says, hey, my dear children, I don't want you to sin. In other words, he doesn't want us to live in the pit, and, and we know that we have a God who doesn't want us to live in the pit either. He doesn't want us to be far from him. He doesn't want us to walk in darkness. And then John does something beautiful. He says, but when you do sin, when you find yourself in this pit, when you find yourself in the darkness, you got to know two things about Jesus. Uh, Number one, Jesus is your advocate. It's a cool word. Uh, To be an advocate means that Jesus is a helper. It means that he pleads for you. It means that he speaks in your defense. Uh, You also need to know that Jesus is propitiation. Nobody says that anymore, right? Go ahead and say it where you are. Propitiation. (laughs) Um, Jesus is our propitiation. It's a fancy church word that essentially means he is the perfect and final sacrifice to pay for and to cover your sin. Um, uh, the fact that Jesus is your propitiation means that, that, he, that, that he removes the wrath of God from you. So, so just see this. Uh, I want to, first of all, just, just kind of draw, add to this drawing just a little bit. And, and then I want to just talk about what Jesus says as your advocate. So, so if we want to add to the picture, right, and just kind of really rejoice and celebrate, what God does is he doesn't ask you to get up. He doesn't build a bridge. He actually jumps into this pit with you. And, uh, and, and he comes and he puts you on his back and he's the one that carries you up so that you can be in the light. See, we can't get to the light on our own. John is saying, hey, you've got a Jesus who redeems you and brings you out. He drags you out of that pit. He carries you out of that pit so that you can be in the light, so you can be in God's presence, so you can have fellowship with him. Jesus is our advocate. He's our, our propitiation. It means that he's um, right next to God. And, 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 and when you come into the presence of God, guess what he's whispering in God the Father's ear? This is really powerful. When you walk into the presence of God, he, he, doesn't, uh, he doesn't lean over and whisper all of your sin and all of the, the bad stuff that you've done. And he doesn't whisper, hey, this one deserves punishment. Now, what he does is he leans over and he whispers, forgiven, cleansed. He whispers, we have fellowship with him, with her. That one is ours because of my sacrifice, because of what I did, because of the blood that I shed that paid the price for their sin. We've got him. It's almost like like Jesus and God are standing at the at the brink of that gigantic chasm, and they see us down there. They see you down there. And Jesus says, "I'm going in, and I'm going to bring him back, so that he can be, so that she can be, so that you can be in the light." Amen. Amen. Uh, let's pray. Uh, Jesus, we, we thank you so much for who you are and for all that you have done. Uh, we, we see and we trust that you are light. <laughs> uh, 
Oh man, uh, that, that you love perfectly and completely and totally. Um, we, uh, we thank you that you uh, shed your blood so that we might be cleansed, uh, washed of all of our sin. We thank you that you are our advocate, uh, that you uh, whisper into the ear of God the Father, forgiven, loved, cleansed. Uh, we thank you that you are our propitiation, <laughs> that you suffered the wrath of God in our place so that we would only be loved, so that we would only be in the light. We thank you for coming down into the pit with us and, and for carrying us out on your back. We thank you for your great, great love. We thank you for being light. We thank you for, for showing us not what we need to do, but what you do with our sin. In the name of Jesus, all God's people rejoice. Amen.